Welcome to the Books, Beards, Booze podcast, where we talk books, drink booze, and have beards. Right. As always, I am Bob who tells my Bob. God, I just fuck up all the time. I'm the Ask the Podcast, Derek. I'm creative consultant who's not fucking up anything yet, Tanya. Woo! All right, so this is our <laughs> monthly short reads episode. If you haven't yet, you need to go read these stories. They're real good. They're real good. So stop what you're doing. Go to our website, booksbeardsbooze.com, and go to the short reads tab. And look under February, and you will see the links to these two stories to read. They are completely free, cost you nothing but your time to go read, and hopefully enjoy. But, so, as a reminder, these stories are Seasons of Glass and Iron by Amal El Motar, and A Sheltered Woman by Yi Yoon Lee. Which we've done Yi Yoon Lee on here before. And universally did not like her story. So this is her her shot at redemption. Um, which it's not totally fair because we just more or less I picked the story at random. It yeah, wasn't like it true. wasn't like she was like, Oh well, you didn't like that one, you should check this one out because obviously I didn't talk this to This is Yi. my quintessential story. Yeah, I didn't talk to Yi Yoon Lee about this. Um well, she geez, didn't, Bob get better. She didn't she didn't take Care. time out of her day to message me about it, I guess. So um Shocker being the probably twenty third most popular podcast covering the topic specifically of books beards and booze in the state of alabama doesn't <laughs> doesn't quite uh catch the eye of a lot of new york uh authors hey let's not sell ourselves short we have had some people retweet us we twice. have yeah yeah <laughs> one one unprompted i don't know how dr octavia found us yeah um but yeah, it figures the one person who unprompted found us talking about their story was the one that Derek just shit a thousand shits upon it. Whoops. Um, well, well, at no, least, but she, but she. At least when I talk shit about Dune, Frank Herbert, he's dead. He's been dead. Yeah, but she was like, it, it's kind of one she, of the. Po- she understood one of your points and was like, oh hey, well, because you said that. Yeah, you, I, like I still want to read that thing. You, that, you were like, it read like a good intro, and she's like, oh well, I am planning on turning this into a book, so. There you go. Yeah, so I was like, cool. Yeah. Because it read like the start of a... Have you, did Actual you, book book. Did you actually hear the that sto- episode or stone, read that one? The Stone Weta. I didn't read it, but okay, I listened well, to the episode. Basically, you know, it, start, it basically reads like the beginning of a spy novel. And I'm yeah. like, I don't... Nothing in this short story got me going. But if this is the start of a spy novel, I'm so in. Give me that. Yeah. So, all right, so these are our two stories, and I wanted to first point something out. Neat little bit of synchronicity between these yeah, stories. Yeah, both being, like, lady-themed of well, sorts. Well, but here, but here specifically, each story contained two stories within it. Like, so in, uh, oh, in yeah. the Seasons of Glass and Iron, Tabitha and Amira both stop and stories, tell yeah. their backstory. Mm-hmm. And then in uh, A Sheltered Woman... Uh, the Chanel and Ma, Paul. Ma and Paul, yeah. Uh, Chanel, the uh, the mother, and Paul, the electrician. They both like tell a story from their past. I think of. it's Chanel. Chanel. Yeah. So I just thought that was kind of a neat little bit of synchronicity. Like, okay, so you get. Oh yeah, cheers, Derek. Um, you get two little bits of yeah. Well, you get two bonus stories with your story. Yeah. I, I thought that was neat. So 
Well, let's talk a little bit about Seasons of Glass and Iron first, because that was my least favorite of the two. Really? Yeah. I definitely preferred that to A Sheltered Woman. There? I wish that I had read Sheltered Woman Do we Woman want first. me to answer, or do we want to hold off until we start no, wait, just one? Which was your favorite of the two stories? Neither? Is that the, that Was that what that face says? Did you not like either story? No, I, I actually liked them both. Um, okay. Okay. But you don't really have a strong favorite. Oh no, I do. Oh, I just this too. is kind of fun watching you both be like, I don't know which one it is because no one ever I, knows. With I me. thought I figured that you would like a sheltered woman more. I did. See? Yeah, because a sheltered woman has more depth to it. I think. I I thought that uh, the glass and iron story was such. The prose was so good. It was like I enjoyed reading it. It was so pretty like the way yeah. it was written and everything and the, the I, I, will, that I, will, was... I will agree the prose on mm. it was better mm-hmm. and that's i liked it because of that mm-hmm. but i the story just didn't grab me as mm-hmm. much i don't know why i don't i can't put my finger on why it, it just didn't it, the, it, i i i can relate in or or whatever glass and iron got me more than sheltered woman got me because Ain't nobody got no fucking babies. What, was Tabitha the one with the shoes? Yeah. And Amira's Tabitha's the story interested me. Amira's story did not. Which one's Amira? The Amira's one on the, the one on the, the glass throne. So here's my thing. And I apologize. I read this three yeah. weeks ago or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm yeah. Yeah. a little iffy on... Names po- well, yeah. well, normally that's kind of something I pride myself on is remembering these things. But Yeah. Well, it's a short story, so it's not quite like you've read it a yeah. hundred times like you would in a novel. Um. Yeah. But, so, the strengths I felt of the first... Was, um, glass and Iron? Yeah, Seasons of Glass seasons and of Iron. Glass and iron. Mm-hmm. I found it real interesting from a concept standpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a you real... Like, real big on the execution? Well, no, even even the uh, even the the prose was real, real nice. Yeah. Um... It had a very fairy tale e feel, yeah. But which it, I normally I really yeah, like which fairy is, tales. Yeah, I really I thought go you were gonna it. yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but it it felt very surfacey to me. Hmm. Um, I I think that might be a little bit of my like. So my problem with I mean, like Tabitha's story. To me, felt like it had some depth to it, but Amira's didn't have an equivalent amount of depth. It mm. to me, it felt like like to me, like I I can see like different people are going to take different things from different different stories, but like to me, it's just like I don't like I don't know, and like I I'm not one to be like I just wanted more from that because that's not really what I want. I don't necessarily want like the story told the story it needed to tell here. I don't feel like more story would have necessarily added. I just think. Half of the story just wasn't compelling to me. The other half was more compelling, I guess. Okay. But I found it, I found like the concepts of like the magic was interesting. I and it, it was very Grimm's fairy tale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And which is, I've never delved into that at all. Oh, it's and you know this is very Grimm's. Yeah, and you and you know how I am. Like I there's expect... a lot of there's a lot of references in there to other Grimm's fairy tales mm-hmm. if you know them. I don't. That's the thing. But you know, like I I I want 
a lot. Most of the time, I want rules to my magic, but there are some times when you don't have the rules that gives some wonder or confusion yeah. or distant something there that makes it really interesting. The fact that I didn't fully understand how this stuff worked was super cool. Yeah. yeah, even like, they didn't really seem to know exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. like wait, I thought there was only don't... one apple, but now we have seven apples. Yeah, like there's sevens fair... for you. Yeah, but... it's like, oh yeah. well, you know, Kirsten's like sevens. with Grimm's fairy tales, you don't get like there's no concise right. series of rules to everything. Like she makes a reference, like in there, like this, like I think she said, like her brother had like seven league boots. Like that's a that's a reference to Grimm's fairy tales. Yeah, like stuff like that. Like so, there was stuff like that in there. So this is. Definitely in the vein of that, that old school European style which, folk tale. Yeah, which I've never, like I said, I've never delved into, but the, I don't know how to describe it, the texture of it, the feel of those grim kind of things, like, really interests me. Yeah. Um, I feel like the aesthetic of it is fantastic, but I don't... And I'm not saying this one was bad. Yeah, no, I, I, I like good, the story. But... Mm-hmm. but like when I was, so I've now read these stories, each of these stories, I think four times. Because I read them first mm-hmm. and then I reread them like a week later. And then I read them right before, before we were, we were going to record this. And then, and then I yeah. read them today. Yeah. Well, actually I've read uh, A Sheltered Woman four times, but I've only read the other one three times because I just... <laughs> I just didn't want to read it again, mm. you know, but like ye, the sheltered woman is like, okay. Yeah. I'll, Cause every time I've read it, I've picked up on something else. There's some complexity to yeah, it. Yeah. And like, so the seasons of glass and iron, every time the three times I read it, I, I picked up a little bit that I didn't pick up the first time, but it wasn't like, oh, it was stuff that I yeah. missed, so, but not stuff that added to my understanding. See, that's kind of what I, that's what I meant when I said surfacey, like there's no, and I don't want to make it seem like it's all superficial. I just mean that everything that it's saying is said. Yeah. Um, where where with the other story, it's in the it's let's be perfectly honest, it's literary fiction opposed to genre fiction. Yeah. Like when you focus on different things, you get focus on different things. Right. So, yeah. Like so they it's not focus, entirely fair to compare the no, two stories. And and just because of what I prefer from a, as a reader, like what I feel is more impressive or technical or whatever, like things that I look for just happen to generally be more yeah. prevalent in literary fiction, which is why I like Rothfuss so much because he's the most literary fiction of fantasy authors that I've read. So yeah. I get the fantasy that I love and gotcha. Yeah. So since you liked it, yeah, the let's, most, let's hear what, what, what did you have some thoughts you want to add? So, on? I mean, I I felt a lot of, uh, like so many of the stories that we've read that I really like, there's been a component that I can attach myself to, mm-hmm. that I can can really relate to. I gotcha. To. I see this. Yeah. So. Um, I can see where this story, me and Derek are not necessarily the target audience for this story as much yeah. as other people would be. Well, I mean, just like, um, you know, she she made a mistake and, you know, she's going to spend what she thinks is her lifetime making up for it. And then, like, that first pair of iron shoes breaks. She's like, holy shit, I, I, it's actually possible for me to make up for the thing. And as she's going through making, making her way, making her way through, you know, these other pairs of shoes, you know, just being able to relate to that, like, atonement, I guess... 
And the fact um, that you're a furry, you kind of related to the like in the, the being in love with the bear. Bob, don't That's the joke that... you were gonna go with, and not like, oh, you're a lucky lesbian. That that wasn't the joke. No, because they go go run off together. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Well, I guess I'm proud. I guess. Um, <laughs> but no, like I. And then yes, uh, what's the one in the tower? Amira. Amira is yeah. that her name? Yeah. Her story is less rich, um, but I don't think it's no less poignant. I guess. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not saying that I got dudes throwing their dead horses at the bottom of a glass mountain for me, but... Well, that's only because you don't have a glass mountain. Oh, thanks. But, um... Horsin. Horsin. <laughs> throwback right there. Um, or a throw forward. When does that episode air? I think it's a throwback. I don't know. Whatever. Too late. We've come too far. Yeah, it's too late. But I mean, like, I think a lot of females can probably relate to that, like, uh, God, let me just go far away from this without yeah. me being, like, a real dickweed. Let me figure out a way to separate us. So we can be like, oh, I'd really love to hang out with you, but I'm just so busy. If only I could just be less busy. Yeah. Why? I think one thing I just I don't know just something like that where like you know you kind of you don't want to get married she doesn't want to be near the suitors but she's going to put this impossible task between them so that she's not the bad guy yeah for... but that's awful and it does make you the bad guy yeah but no I'm going to disagree like if if someone likes you and you don't return that if Yes, if you continually do that to them for years, you're a bad person. But if you do it once or twice, just long enough that it shifts their attention away from you, then that's per like you have then not hurt their feelings and everyone walks away happy. No, but I mean, you can still do it without hurting someone's feelings. No, certain. I mean, yes, in theory, yes. In a perfect world, you should be able to tell someone, well, hey, look, I'm just not interested in you. I'm sorry. But not everyone is going to be like, oh, you know, she was perfectly reasonable and told me that I didn't like her. Emotions make people unreasonable. And yes, ideally, everyone would be like, oh, okay. But a lot of people are just going to be like, well, fuck you. Well, here's the thing. In my opinion, the people that would be like, oh, fuck you are probably the people that aren't going to change their mind a couple of times because they're like, oh, they really want to hang out with me. Okay, exactly. And so that's why she puts herself on this glass mountain because the guys are killing their horses and calling her a fucking cunt because, and that's quoted in there. And when I saw that, I was like, ooh, ow. But also that is some real shit because, hey, baby, how are you? Like, I'm making text fingers right now. And, like, people sliding in your DMs. And when you don't answer, like, all right, you fucking cunt, you're ugly anyway. And I was like, wow, you were just... You were just not saying that, but here's your actual male aggression. That is a real valid, scary thing. So I understand where she comes from with like, all right, I don't want to be down there. So let me just sit up here in my glass thing where they can't touch me. And yeah, I'm uncomfortable and this kind of sucks, but it sure the fuck beats being down there. And then maybe she's just also not into dudes. Didn't know how to say that because she tells her dad, I don't want to take a husband. Yeah. So... So I, I there's think, also I that. Part, I think I just, it just kind of dawned on me part of why I don't like this story as much. The idea of those glass or those iron shoes walking on glass. <laughs> and not slipping. It bothers me. No, like not even the, not slipping. Like they're magic boots. Fine. Yeah, they okay. don't slip. Sure. Fine. Whatever. But just the sensation of that metal. Right. Walking on the eye. The glass. glass. Yeah. 
No, it, it's like it's it like your teeth. like nails on chalk, like biting glass or bite like someone biting mm-hmm. into it, it, the ice. It's that unnerving, and or it, like you know, like uh, in American History X when they go to curb stop that guy and the teeth. Oh click. god, and they clank on the click. It's, a, it's that same kind Oof. of like it gives me that mental sensation. Like I, I didn't just think, think about, about that. Those iron about that. shoes mm-hmm. walking on the glass and just. I didn't think about it at all. And oh. in my head, I know it's glass, but the whole time I'm imagining ice, like yeah. frozen. I, I kept finding myself doing that because it's like, oh, because they also talk it's about cold. being cold. Yeah, but well, it's not cold because of glass. It's cold because yeah. it's winter. But, yeah. But at the same time, it kind of gets. As soon as they mentioned it the first time, I was like. Yeah. It, it was it was the nails on chalkboard minus. Biting a piece of tinfoil when you have a filling. <gasps> that's really painful. See, I didn't get that. I, I literally, you know, you know, the feeling Scream. you have when you hit. In your teeth. Right, or when you someone don't hear like, it, but you the feeling the yeah that's what I felt every yeah. time when someone's cutting on their plate and the knife kind of scratches yeah 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 that's, what, yeah, that's yeah. yeah no I, think, I get that I didn't I, think about that I at think all the whole right time now. reading this that was cooking in my brain mm-hmm. and it just what a weird thing it to, turned me what turned a weird thing to latch onto yeah. but no I I really liked this because um, for me it felt relatable to a degree and um, it's the happy fairy tale ending. That you want that's not really maybe what you expect. Okay. Yeah, I'm with that. So, so let's talk, uh, let's shift a little bit and talk to about A Sheltered Woman by Yi Yoon Lee. Mm. All right. I really liked this. And the more I read it, the more I liked it. Yep. And I now, assuming that the rest of her stories it's are like more this, like this, I yeah. understand why she is. And I also understand why everyone was like, the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah, because that story was nothing like this. I mean, like, zoomed out from space, they were similar stories. But the closer you get, the more you realize just how... Not even... There not... was... N- mm, yeah. So, my... I had... I loved this line in here. So, she's talking about uh, how the... so. We haven't really talked about what either story is about, but Yi and Lee's story. Well, I mean, that's why they, she, these yeah. folks you just need to go try to read these. Yeah. They're, All right. So, can't really summarize. Um, Auntie May, the main character from mm-hmm. A Sheltered Woman, she's talking about how she basically, she low-key wished that her husband would die. Not that he would die, but that he would just not be in her life anymore. And then he dies. Yeah. And then later on, Chanel says something to that effect, too. Mm-hmm. And so she says, the world is not... She's thinking to herself. She doesn't say it to Chanel. But is this close to the end of the story? Yeah. The world is not a bright place to start with, but a senseless wish granted senselessly makes it much dimmer. Yeah. And I just really liked that line. It's a good line. Um, and then... Um, so... When you read... When I read the story, starting out, I... Like, when you get, like... Five paragraphs into the story, I thought the sheltered woman in the story was Chanel at first, and then mm-hmm. like as you go in, I'm like, oh, Chanel's not the sheltered woman at all, or it's, she is a sheltered woman, but they she's were, not. I mean, they were all sheltered women. Yeah, the grandma was sheltered. She stayed at night. The mom was sheltered. Yeah. I mean, they were all, all sheltered. sheltered. Every female in this story was a sheltered woman, just in a different way. Yeah. So I really like that. Um, I liked how like. It kind of defied my expectation. Like I, I'm going into this thinking this is going to be a story about how Chanel is so sheltered and she's ruining everything, yada yada yada. Because to a degree, that's not a story I necessarily would really want to read as much, but would have fit in totally with the other Yi and Lee story. story that, the the premise that you yeah, had kind of yeah, coming into with it with the last Yi and Lee story, 
And so then when it's like, oh no, yes, she is a sheltered woman. But not. But the, the title is seemingly more in reference to Auntie May. Yeah. Like, yes, it, it covers everyone, but it's really more Auntie May. Um, so I had, I, had a, I had a question. Okay. Like getting, getting a little... Um, trying to guide the discussion a little more. Mm, okay. Do you see any similarities between the three main characters, Auntie May, Tabitha, and Amira? Mm. I guess if I had been a better person, I would You would have, have given me a heads up, so I'm not yeah. sitting here currently thinking about it while we're yeah. clock ticking. Yeah, I got nothing. I mean, okay. But again, it's been a while since I read right, it, yeah. so I can't... Um... I mean, kind of, but... N- because... You know, Auntie May is kind of trying to forge her own path of sorts. You know, like she's, I'm not saying she's got baggage, but for someone who moves around all the damn time, she's got some baggage. Like she carries with her this idea and this concept, even though she says she doesn't, she never knew her mom. She never knew her grandma and she doesn't want anybody to know her because it ties you down. She still is trying to buck against that i guess and try to forge her own path and so you've got these two other women who are all right well i'm not gonna go marry and do this i'm gonna i'm gonna choose this for myself Mm -hmm. you know i'm going to choose the life where i'm going to have other people deliver babies and have their life and i'm not gonna do that for myself i don't know kind of so i I wish i I kind of thought that that i saw in common between all of them was to me to a degree they all are running away from their problems. Or... Yeah. So, like, Auntie May, she just doesn't want to have connections with people. I don't think she's capable. I think she is. I think it's hints at that. Because the way she starts to get attached with Baby... um, But it terrifies her. She doesn't doesn't know how to do that. But that's the thing. I think... But she's doing it naturally. Like, she... Even basically, like, she's starting to fall in love with the kid, even though she doesn't want to admit it to herself. Mm. Like, so she, she struggles to make connection with people. So she just runs from it instead. Like, okay, well I have trouble with that. So let me just, I'll, I just won't let that be an option. And then I, I don't even necessarily think that she struggles with it. I think just the first time she did it, it ended so disastrously that she now purposely avoids it. Fair. Like the entire purpose of that entire story was the fact that you under, you come to understand who she is and she understands what she's doing yeah. by the end of the story. Um, and I have a bit of like, there's a little bit of foreshadowing in there that I think kind of shows what she, we'll talk about that in a second. But so like Tabitha, she has problems with her husband and she never confronts them head on. Mm -hmm. She, and like, yes, now she's given the task of running out these shoes by her husband. Like, oh, well, if you love me, you'll do this kind of deal. But even before that, she never confronted her husband she you know talked to her mom about it but would never confront him and then uh amira of course is she just goes up on a hill and isolates herself like so all three of these women have isolated themselves from the world around them i just thought that was kind of a neat little bit of comparison so talking about auntie may um there's a bit in there that is unnecessary to the story but i think is put in there as kind of like a foreshadowing of like so all right so she has shut herself off from the world essentially from mm-hmm. like connections with people yeah one month at a time yeah That's and it. so but you know she gets around baby she's forced into this relationship with baby more than she normally would be and she 
or like starting to fall in love with the kid, you know, yada yada yada. Um, so it's talking about the little book. All right, yeah. she talks about how. All right, she goes. It, they asked a nickel for it. She had a dime at this yard sale. It's like she asked, like, "Well, do you have two of these books so I could have?" You know, yeah, that we don't have to give me change. Yeah, so that we don't have to give me change. And he's like, he, like, looking at her like, the no. thing, the thing that got was the kid looks at her funny. No, it's like no, um, and so she's like, it was greed that had made her ask. But when the memory came back, it often did when she took the notebook out of her suitcase for another interview. Auntie May would laugh at herself. Why on earth had she wanted two notebooks when there's not enough life to fill one? I think that's supposed to represent that there's another life out there that she could have chosen and she secretly wants, but can't even openly admit it to herself. Kind of deal. Like that second notebook is representative of the life where, because if you make connections with people, yeah, there's definitely more life than enough to fill a notebook. Like I've filled many notebooks over my life, you know? So like, I, I think that's a, I thought that was neat. Like it kind of. I mean, I definitely did not. I definitely didn't dislike a shelter dorman. No, on first read, you you were there when I finished it. And I just kind of looked over. And I was like, I don't like this. Yeah. I liked it better the second go round, but I, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's fair. I I mean, I can definitely see like mm. I can see why people wouldn't like this story. I can see why people don't like the other story. Like that's the thing. Like neither one of these stories are like top 10 stories for this podcast kind yeah. of deal. Like, they're good stories. I enjoy them. I would, yeah. like, oh, hey, yeah. You like fairy tale stuff? You should read, read Seasons of Glass and Iron. Yeah. Oh, hey, you like... Character studies. Character studies. You should definitely read, you know, A Sheltered Woman. I did like that, you know, it was showing some postpartum depression. That's something that I feel like doesn't get talked about enough. Um, like in a I, more realistic. Setting, I liked I how Auntie May was like super dismissive of like, like oh, yeah, fuck you. oh yeah, fucking postpartum depression. But then when she's at the grocery store, yeah. she's like, well, no, I I can't go in. I have to stay with the baby. Well, why don't you leave the baby back with her mom? Well, the mom has postpartum depression. I couldn't do that. So yeah. it was like she was super dismissive to the mom. But then later on, is like, well, no, I can't because yeah. I, well, I it's one of those things where she was yeah. dismissive to the mom because she was like. In my head, it was, she knows it's a real thing, but she's also like, bitch, you're a mother. You don't get to just, yeah. you don't get yeah. to be that way. And then, but when he was like, go inside, she was like, but I'm the surrogate mother. What are you talking about? I don't get to be that way. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. It was, it was good. Derek, well, you, you really like this. What what would you like to say? I, this uh, helped me clarify why I like and feel there is. This helped me clarify what is good about literary fiction and short story form. Because... Which is? So, if you read this story just quickly, weren't thinking too hard about it, just read it like you read any other story, what would you say happened in it? Because not much actually happens. If 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 you're I, just like... I mean, a lady, if, give, a lady gives birth... And Auntie May makes soup. Mom yeah. cries. Well, like if, you, if you're trying to some give a goldfish if you're trying to give a one sentence summary to someone, it's a lady gives birth. A mom has post postpartum depression, and the live-in sitter has to take over. Right, and that's 
what the story kind of is. But that, that's at, what at happens, surface. but yeah. it's not really what it is. Not yeah. what it's about, yeah. So the, the problem I've always had with the differentiation is like a lot of, even some of the stuff that people think is really good when it comes to literary fiction, I think is bad. Because it's a lot of navel gazing and nothing happening. And as a fantasy uh, fan, I I, I like plots intricately woven Something happening. Something happening and there being an end goal. So the the fact of the matter is there is an end goal. You just don't know what you're looking at until you understand you're reading literary fiction versus genre fiction. Genre fiction, the plot is the story. In literary fiction, the plot is the character. You're going on a trip discovering who this character is. So over the whole point of this story is learning who Aunt, Aunt May, uh, Auntie May, May is May. who she is and why she is the way she is. Yeah. So at the beginning of the story, you don't re- like you just like she's a little odd. Yeah. She. Uh, I wouldn't eat that soup either, Mom. Yeah. Ex- I'm like what? What is this? This odd. Ew. Yeah. And no, then and she even says that she wouldn't eat that. Yeah. She's soup. like, it's not good for you. But see, that's what it. It's that's good, what made it's me good for Mom. You know. Ex- that's what made me think about the it's like. Heard the way she dismissively was like, I don't care if you have postpartum depression. You're a mom now. You do what you're yeah. supposed to do. I don't care if you don't think this is good. You're a mom now. You This is what yeah. you do. Yeah. But yeah. but the whole the whole point of the story is she's an odd duck. And then over the course of the story, it explains why the character is the way they are. And then you – the journey is learning about that. And the end point is understanding that character by the end of it. Yeah. That's what – Literary fiction is good. I agree at. with that. That's good. And that's what this story is about. So that's what I enjoyed because I think it's very difficult sometimes to take a character that is quirky and odd, maybe even off putting, and then presenting them in such a way where you you're like I get it. That makes sense. Yeah. I, I completely understand why you are the way you are. Yeah. It might be, I, you may still be making shitty decisions or I may not agree but with what you're doing. But now I know doing, why. Yeah. But at least I now understand why you're doing it. And I think that's what literary fiction should do and does when it's at its best. So this yeah. was another line I really liked. And this is going to be the last thing I, I say. But um, there's a line. They had been sheltered from worldly reproach by their peculiarities when alive. Mm-hmm. Talking about the mom, the and, mom grandma. and the grandma, yeah. mm-hmm. I thought that was really neat because I never like, yeah, like the, the those were two weird fucking women, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I just never thought about that. But I, I can think of people that I'm generally aware of in my life that's like they're a weird fucking duck, mm-hmm. and they get away Way with, with shit. shit. Be- yeah, me, I'm sure I like I'm sure people outside looking in, I'm that weird shit that gets away with a lot of stuff. Okay, like, oh, ve- vegetable fuck. guy. You get away with that. Hey, I got her to admit that berries were fruit earlier. So, and she's like, "Well, he you're thinks, not all He wrong. thinks it's profound. I'm like, "Well, no, I never argued that berries weren't fruits." And she's like, "Well, you're not all wrong." I'm can, not, can we not? Um, yeah. But yeah, so it was like, you know, as being as being one of the people that's probably that line is applicable to. I, oh, neat. No, I'm it makes go kill someone. Makes now. Yeah. makes per- what? <laughs> what? Huh? What? Uh, no, it makes perfect uh, sense that. Yeah. Yeah. Like the oddity takes up so much of your impression of the person that you gloss over their flaws. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just really liked how, like, Auntie May, her thing was, you know, letting someone know you just ties you down. And when you think about it, you think you know somebody, and it's so hard to 
break out of, well, I know Derek. He would never. It was like, well, you don't know. For real? For real? Well, see, I didn't even take it that way because that's not the way I got her as a character at all. Like, I didn't take it as her not trying to be tied down. She doesn't want anybody to know her. Yeah, but that's not why she doesn't want people to know her. She doesn't want anybody to know her because she doesn't think she's worth knowing. She doesn't want to leave she's people. Not a, she's with not the, a legend in her own time, like her mom and grandmother were. Mm-hmm. Like she talks about, like she went to America to get away from that because she knew if she stayed there, she was automatically going to be connected to these legendary stories. And every like, so if coming to America, because she gets then people a, she, would think they know a, her. Well, no, but don't. she gets a blank slate though, yeah, and then she can move through life unnoticed. And unknown. Yeah. Yeah, but here's the thing. She. I, went, I don't. I mean, I'm not saying that you're wrong. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I just. Thinking, I'm just I'm saying I that's like part that. of it. I'm just saying. I like but that. I also. Yeah. I, I'm See, agreeing with both of you. Because my thing is, is like she very. It made it pretty obvious that she realized at the end that she specifically lived her life the way she did, not because she really wanted to, but because she thought ill of herself because like she talks about like paul like when paul's like she's like i could tell him a bunch of stories as to and he why he wouldn't want to date me Mm -hmm. you know but she but the whole point was like she had let's see three very important people in her life her her mom or grandma grandma and husband husband and at certain points she wished that they hadn't been around but then when they died they were made a permanent part of her and she never want. She didn't think she was worth becoming a permanent part of anybody else. So that's why she avoided letting anybody know her because she didn't think she was. It was worth it. Mm. Yeah. And that's kind of shown how she talks about like they never put the kid in her room because she's like there. There's no point in putting a kid right. That they, like they're not. Well, don't let him get close to me. I'm leaving. I don't. Basically, I don't want this kid to remember me. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. let's keep some distance so the kid doesn't remember me. So yeah, Yun Lee, good job. I think I want to read another one by her. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Tanya is going to next month. We're doing a couple of Lovecraft stories mm-hmm. uh, that I picked. I Ta- got to pick something for Tanya is going to pick a couple stories. Uh, for not for oh, April, May for May because April we're doing Poetry Month. We're going to do some poems. We're going to snap uh, up here. If for you would poetry. like to uh, do the pick the two stories after that, you can pick a Yun Lee for that. Um, or I, something. I might, but if I get to pick those, then I'm going in. Okay. That's okay. fine. Yeah. So probably June, you'll get to pick a couple stories. But yeah, I liked both of these. Yeah. I just preferred Seasons of Glass and Iron just because the story was better for me because I don't we- have kids. Weirdly, I can't relate to the kids. Weirdly, thing. if you had, like, before reading these stories, if you I would have I would that have was thought the one I hardcore more. that I was going to like Seasons of Glass and Iron mm-hmm. more. Yeah. I'm surprised at how much I liked a sheltered woman more than. Yeah, I mean, they're neither one of them are terrible stories. I just there's more relatable content. Yeah, in that's fair. Which is weird to say. The fantasy story had more relatable content than the neat, just a neat, neat thing to say. Yeah. Well, and it's odd for me because like um, a sheltered woman had all these like mommy issues, and you should that should have been like right up my fucking alley. But no, not the right <laughs> no. type. Yeah, not, not right the right type. type. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, all right. Um, As the coming week envelops you like a mountainous pile of teddy bears that have collapsed upon you, 
I hope that the That's blessing right. of the beard will be upon you. Bloopy. Thanks for listening to this episode of Books, Beards, Booze. Our co-hosts are Bob, Derek, and Tanya. Our producer is Bob. For more information, visit our website, booksbeardsbooze.com. Follow our social media at Tales by Bob. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, and share. Okay, bye.